0: Welcome back to another episode of Subsequently Depression. My name is Irina Erickson, and I truly believe that depression is the ultimate cry for help. Not for happiness, but for connection back to ourselves and what matters. I'm here each week to help you find an action or idea that can help you reconnect, gain control, and start addressing the social, psychological, and biological causes of depression. So you can step into the life that you know you're meant to lead. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome to the first episode of Subsequently Depression. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so, so glad that you are here. I'm so happy to and excited to start this journey with you in understanding depression and getting rid of all the myths, myths and challenging them and changing our mind and really taking charge of depression and what it's doing to our lives because depression can be so, so destructive and can take away so much unnecessary unhappiness. And my job here for you is to help you and encourage you and be that one person there each and every week to encourage you, to challenge you, to take steps to create a upward spiral away from depression. And yeah, so let's dive into this first episode. First, I just want to say thank you so much to all the people who are listening right now. It means so much to me. I cannot believe that I've gotten to this place where I feel empowered to share all this information to you, and I just want to be on your side in this journey. I am not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a girl who has tried and experimented with little lifestyle changes, lifestyle hacks that we can use to at least lift our depression and hopefully at the end, spiral upwards and cure our depression. And yes, there is a place for psychiatry and therapy, and this will not replace that. However, I really do believe in all this work that I've done and all the information that I'm going to share. And I do believe that there may be a way, possibly, around psychiatry and around therapy when it comes to depression. Obviously, therapy is really wide and I really, really believe that it can do amazing work for you. So just make sure that with all of this that you are really safe with yourselves. You're truly, truly needed here. There's only one of you in the world. There is only one of you that will ever be here in the world. And There's no such thing as an extra human, even though maybe in your deepest, darkest corners of your mind, you may feel like you are a mistake. You might feel like maybe the world is even better off without you. And I want to tell you that that you are needed. You are a unique person with unique gifts, with a unique story that needs to be shared and spread in the world. You have a light inside of you, which needs to be spread in the world. And yeah, so basically you're needed here. So if you're listening to this and you are depressed and you're in the midst of your depression, I just want to tell you that. And if you feel like there's no one else who believes in you, just remember that I believe in you and I believe that you have something to give to the world. And hopefully if we are able to biohack this suppression that we have, that we are experiencing, we can open the door and uh, enable you and empower you to fully step into that purpose that you have. So yeah. And that little spiel was just something that I really wanted to Start this podcast with because it is at the core of how I want to lead you all and speak to you all. I want to always be a person of love and empathy towards all of you. And that is my promise to you that I will serve and love you and just spread empathy throughout this whole community that I hope to build this whole podcast that is my promise to you. So let's get into the nitty gritty more of this episode. So in this podcast, obviously subsequently depression, I'm going to talk about depression. And I did name it subsequently depression because I truly believe that depression is a symptom or an outcome of various, various things that happen to us whether they're intentional, whether they're environmental, whether they are totally out of our hands, or is a product of the habits that we've um, practiced throughout our lives. I truly believe that depression is not a cause. It is more an effect of a bunch of things. And my big question for this podcast is, Why do we get depressed? And when looking at those reasons about why we get depressed, what can we do about that? And how can we address those core reasons, the core biological functions, the core psychological functions, the core social functions that can cause depression and that has caused depression to millions and millions of Americans, including myself. And this question is really big and I don't think it's often asked enough. We have a lot, a lot of misconceptions about depression, about what it is. And if you haven't experienced it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of vagueness about what does it actually feel like. And there's so much silence around it that it's hard to communicate with that. So if you are suffering with depression or know someone with depression, this hopefully this podcast will give you more insight on how to talk about depression in the real world. Because it is so, so important that we take these conversations about depression, about how we're feeling, about what we're doing to better ourselves, to work forward, to spiral up from depression. We have to take these um, conversations that we're having out of a therapist's office, if you have a therapist's office, or even out of our heads and into our real lives, into our work into our homes into our relationships whether they're familial or close friends or maybe even acquaintances because sometimes people who are a little away from or detached from your your life sometimes it's even easier to talk about your you know deep dark feelings and depression to them so all in all we need to take this conversation out of the confines out of the confines of the therapist's office and into the real world and that's when we will really collectively be able to break the stigma of depression of mental health and of all the other mental struggles that people have so now let me share a little bit about my story with depression my background and hopefully this will give you a greater understanding Of where I'm coming from and what has shaped me in my thinking about depression and the way I approach depression and will approach this podcast. So, I can say that I was mildly depressed in high school, but back then I really didn't have the words to voice what I was feeling other than complaining that I was really tired, that I wasn't sleeping enough, and that I just felt overall lost in the world very disconnected from my family, my friends, all my peers, even my closest friends, and what I wanted to do with my life. And I understand that this can sound very typical teenagery, but it really, really affected how I felt about myself and what I could do in the world and what was possible for me. My family, like many, families. I love them dearly, but they also hadn't introduced the concept of mental health to me at all. And looking back, I don't think me having a teenage mental health struggle was ever on the table for what I was going through because we were just kind of illiterate when it comes to mental health, depression, and everything really related to that. And we just didn't know how to talk about it as a family. So without the words to really voice what I was feeling, plus the feeling that I must live up to these certain standards when it came to school, when it came to social activities, when it came to sports especially, I became really private about what I was feeling inside with not only my friends, but also my family. And that struggle has continued into my life, into now, where i always feel uncomfortable sharing what I'm feeling with my family and with the people that are closest with me. And this this disconnection between what I was feeling inside and what I look like outside only became worse as I moved to college and got more confident in this facade, you could say, and really embraced the culture of go, go, go that not only characterizes the world or America, but is heightened in a way in university and in New York City where I was. My deeper depression really hit me in 2017. I I was a sophomore in college, and this was a time when on the outside, everything was going on. I was living abroad for nine months. I was free to travel pretty much wherever I wanted. I was attending one of the best schools ever and was really living what I understood later as a life that was really looking for external validation. And this depression really got everything crashing down on me. I was very withdrawn from my family. Well, not only my family, but my friends and the other people around me. And I remember just not wanting to leave my bed, just not wanting to really be here and just wanting to be gone. And what really got me help was the ideas that kept spiraling inside my head that I couldn't continue living like this, but I didn't want to die. But I knew that if this was the feeling that I had, the feeling of hopelessness, of worthlessness, of just pain, the feeling of numbness, of pain, because depression isn't only sadness, there's also this numbness and, you know, brain fog, I guess you could say, that comes along with it. If I continued living like this, if my life was going to be like this, then I just didn't want to, I didn't want to live because I didn't think it was worth it. And Also, looking back, realized that I had inadvertently prevented my brain from sinking deeper into depression. And I know that it could have been a lot worse, but I had friends that I lived with that I was forced to socialize with because I lived with them. I was forced to take walks to and from class, making sure I got movement in sunlight In my day, even if I didn't want to exercise, I still had that movement, that 30-minute walk or so. And obviously sunlight, which boosts mood almost instantaneously. Even if you're living in the Northeast in the winter, or if you're in London, for some reason, just being outside, being in fresh air, even if it's the middle of a city, does boost your mood. But overall, this really deep depression and these suicidal thoughts landed me into seeing a therapist to work out some of the underlying issues I had surrounding family and worth, and basically just crying on the couch. However, while talking all of my thoughts out and all my feelings out was great, amazing, fabulous, it didn't totally remove the depressive feeling that I had in my daily life nor the feeling of being disconnected with the world and the people around me. And this therapist was also a school therapist. So when I was going back home, back to New Jersey, my therapist at the time said, when you go back, if you're able to, you should find another person in the city to talk to. And if you can't, you really need to take this self-study seriously. And it turned out that finding a therapist in New York City, in New Jersey, just wasn't something that I could do at that time. I didn't feel supported by my family, not to blame anyone. I just dropped the ball on that. So this really set me up on this journey to figure out how to live an antidepressant life because what really drove me was my fear of being back in that deep, dark place where I could take my own life, that fear of Not being alive, that fear of just harming myself really drove me into taking this seriously and finding a path out of depression without going to therapy, going to a psychiatrist, etc. And I learned a lot about the social causes as well as the bodily causes of depression. And that's basically what I've done since and what has gotten me to this place of feeling totally free of depression and the desire to share the information that I've gathered through my own research and through living my life being resilient to depression because our culture in America kind of tends towards depression if we're being honest. And this was mostly a test of trial and error over the past couple of years. It was a Challenge to find things that work for me, things that I can keep in my life, things that were sustainable. And it took a lot of trial and error. And this quest, you could say, has taken me to this place of feeling depression-free, of feeling resilient to depression, of feeling alive and being able to share all this information with you guys. All this information that I've learned through my own experiences, through trial and error, through my own research in what makes you depressed. And I can't say that I have all of them down perfectly, all of the reasons why we get depressed and the antidotes to that, but I've come a really long way and I truly believe that you can too. Yes, I have hard days. Yes, sometimes I'm overly critical of myself and start having a spiral of negative thoughts, but it's light years different between what I was four years ago. And the reality is what we practice, we're good at. And I've practiced being depressant resilient for a while now and gotten pretty good at it. And it's gotten me where I am now. I've learned a lot about the social causes of depression that are generally overlooked. And these can conclude community, it can include values, the natural world or the disconnection from the natural world, work and purpose, respect, having a secure future, and of course, releasing the shame or any shame that you have of being mistreated. And importantly, there are also other things in the body that can cause you to feel depressed. And this can have a lot of causes, but the most being inflammation and gut health and health combined are very prevalent in America, especially with the way that we live our lives and the diets that a lot of us choose to have can exacerbate depression or can tip your brain into more depressive tendencies. And it really comes down to learning to pay attention to our symptoms, to the disconnection in our lives, And of course, what we're feeling in our body. And in all of these causes, the main thread that ties them all together is learning to pay attention to our symptoms, to the disconnection in our lives, and of course, what we're feeling in our body. Just like a dashboard light that pops on and hopefully you go get it checked out. Or if you know about cars, then that's great for you. I love that. Anyway, um, you check it once the last four light goes on. Just like when you're feeling super down, when you're feeling brain fog, if you are feeling depressed, then that should be a symptom to see what is not working in your life and what is working in your life and what do you have to change? What do you have to shift in your life? And this podcast is really for those people who want to find answers, who feel in their gut that what they're feeling is more than a chemical imbalance in the brain and the people who have the courage to ask the questions that aren't being asked in our society. Is there a secret to being depressant resilient? That's what I want to learn. I want to create a lifestyle around this idea that we can become depressant resilient and we can fully heal. No matter how awful our situation is right now, no matter how much we feel that our brain is the enemy, that our brain hates us, I truly believe that we can create a depressant resilient community, a depressant resilient lifestyle, and really create a better world. So I'm curious What things do you guys really want to know? What do you want to hear about? Who do you want to hear from? What do you want to know about depression? What do you think your biggest obstacle is in taking the first steps to heal from depression? I want to be in conversation with you. I am here to serve you. I'm here to hopefully give you the answers that you need to guide you on this path to implement changes in your life to free yourself to free your mind and be able to show up in the world that the way you know that you are meant to be the way that you've always dreamed and imagined your life would be we have to get ahead of this now more than ever people have been isolated from each other a lot of people have lost their jobs lost their security and their future a lot of people have moved to places where they didn't think they would be back in March 2020 we've had huge disruptions in our lives and spiking depression rates is just going to be the tip of the iceberg about what our society is going to be dealing with we have to start now and we have to start reverse engineering depression depression is greater than covid will ever be greater than covid ever was it will take away so much unhappiness from our lives, from our family, from our loved ones, from our whole community, that we have to get ahead of this. It's so urgent that we start talking about depression, we start sharing our stories, you start asking questions about depression, and hopefully we'll be able to find some answers. I want everyone to walk around feeling fully alive, fully loved, And like I said before, being fully supported and being able to show up in life the way that you want. It's the worst feeling to be depressed and know that you wanted to do something. You want to show up into life a certain way and you feel like you're unable to because of that depression. You feel that you're letting people down because of your depression and you feel guilt for being depressed. And that is something that can be tackled. That can, be, that can be lifted if we make the necessary changes, if we make the small little changes. And the way that we do that is creating small little changes in our life. These changes can be so, so small that we even think that they're not doing anything. It's just one step in front of the other. It's also asking who says that I have to continue living that way? Who says that I am hopeless. And who says that this is uncurable? And this is a question that I first asked myself when I was depressed, because like a lot of people, when you feel depressed, you feel hopeless and you feel like this feeling is going to last forever. And that's the worst part of it. That's what almost got me to killing myself because I felt that this was going to be going to last forever. And me feeling this way forever was just not a life that I wanted to lead. So ask, who says that I have to live this way? Who says that this is uncurable? Who says that I am worthless? I am hopeless. And you may get some answers, but just acknowledge that and understand, okay, yes, it's my mind who's saying that I'm hopeless. And that is the first step. Just acknowledging that and realizing that this is where this idea is coming from is one of the first steps in being able to tackle that thought and tackle depression. So with that, I want to leave you and hopefully you are excited about learning about depression, its root causes, and going on this journey with me. The action of the week is understanding that you are in control. You are taking the first step right now in being conscious about depression and aware about what you're feeling. And that's the first step in anything, being conscious of it and aware of it. So that's your action, just be conscious and aware of it. And just let that feeling sit there, let it be neutral, don't let it be negative, just let it be neutral. So yeah. So thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, experiences that you would like to share, you can DM me on Instagram at Irina Erickson or at subsequently depression. Both will be typed out in the show notes. Also, if this episode touched you in any way, please leave me a note about what touched you and share it with a friend or two that helps the podcast reach more and more people. And I have so many things that I want to share in future episodes that I know will change lives that will speak to a lot of people and will help us unravel depression.